1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Ron Fauche, political analyst and publisher of Lunchtime Politics. Ron, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Happy to be
2: here. Ron, uh, I have to honestly say, over the last five days, I am growing more and more confused. Let's go to Virginia first. Virginia, the governor there, ha- a Republican, has the majority in the House. They talked about how he was likely going to win majority in the Senate, which he did not have. He loses the House, loses the Senate. What do, What are they reading wrong?
3: Well, actually, uh, not a lot, I have to say. the uh, Virginia has 140 state legislative seats, 100 in the House and 40 in the Senate. So so what we're talking about here is a lot of individual races. And, uh, and you know, Governor Youngkin, who was popular in the state and, and a potential presidential candidate at some point, uh, had made it his goal to – to win control of both both chambers, even though the Republicans only had one chamber. Well, when it was all said and done, the Republicans lost both chambers. So, so he not only didn't win both, uh, uh, he lost the chamber that they had, and, uh, and and that's a blow to him. That's a blow to the Republican Party. But um, but but a lot of these legislative races are very very close, and uh, and and I think there might have been a little too much exuberance on the part of Republicans that they could win all these swing seats when, when in fact, they were harder than they thought. I, I also think that the, the Democrats, and we, we have to remember, Virginia is not, has become a Democratic state.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And, and we have to remember that a lot of these districts, uh, the swing districts, have a significant Democratic population, and they have a significant uh, pro-abortion rights population, and the Democrats uh, basically use the abortion issue uh, to to hold on to to their majority, and uh, and to and to build a majority in the in the House. So uh, so that's essentially what happened. It's uh, you know it, it's a classic case of don't count your chickens and you know until they hatch. But when, when Republicans
2: are up on the economy, they're up on parental rights relative to their kids. The LGBTQ issue has favored Republicans. You have an unpopular president. In fact, the vast majority of people believe that he's too old to be president now. The strength of the issue of abortion. Is one, and no pun intended, that trumps all these other issues?
3: Well, it's. Um, I think uh, the, the the reemergence of the abortion issue uh, as an issue that is that is directly influencing elections, and in twenty twenty two, we saw it directly influencing elections, and we certainly saw it this past week. Uh, is uh, is something that few uh, political analysts and consultants expected it to be able to do. Even the Democrats uh, were sort of using the abortion issue as kind of a Hail Mary pass in some elections back in 2022, and all of a sudden it caught on. And And I think what happened was the Supreme Court Dobbs' decision and discussions about it thereafter, scared a lot of voters uh, into thinking that the Republicans were coming after their rights, whether it's it was on abortion, or birth control, or uh, all kinds of other things, and uh, and it, and, it, and it put the Republicans in a box that they never really fought their way out of. And uh, one of the things that Governor Yunkin was doing. And, uh, and frankly, it made a lot of sense, was he was trying to redefine what pro-life means, particularly in a, in a, in a pro-choice, blue-leaning state like Virginia. And, and his point was that uh, uh, the Republicans would support a 15-week limit on abortion, and uh, as well as the uh, exceptions for uh, the Life of the Mother, Rape and Incest, uh, which, which he and, and many other people, and polls certainly show, is sort of a, a, you know, common ground for a lot of voters, a lot of people, uh, who, who maybe are somewhat pro-life, somewhat pro-choice, and as we find in the polls, a lot of people consider themselves both. So, so Youngkin was trying to do that, and, and, you know, he came up with a formula that looked like it might work. But it didn't work. And it didn't work because the Democrats who felt threatened by losing abortion rights uh, were more likely to turn out and vote than Republicans who felt that the battle had already been won at the Supreme Court level.
2: But help me out here. Um, There are about a million abortions a year, right? And some and some are revisits, that some females get more than one abortion. It could be a second or third or a fourth abortion. So when we talk about the actual numbers of people that are impacted by this, we have 324 million people in this country, 165 million of which are males and 168 million females. I mean, th- this is an issue that just cuts across every political economic education issue that's out there i mean if i had to prioritize because in the polls abortion finishes like what i think one of the last ones you reported on i think it finished right. like f- fifth or sixth or seventh
3: yeah exactly right? exactly
2: and that's why well, i'm 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 confused in trying to synthesize all this material because it seems as though, I mean, you, we saw what happened in Ohio. I mean, Ohio—they've been advocating this 15-week thing. They went—they went all the way to birth, and actually right. after birth. Right. I mean, the baby could right. be sitting there on the table, and there can still be a decision to be made as to whether or not they want to allow that child to live or not. <laughs> I mean, and th- and then now that's going to be wedded in their constitution. I, I mean, I, I have a real difficult time trying to square
3: the thought process up here. Well, let me tell you what I think it is. And look, you know, it, it, it's, frankly, it's everybody, anybody's guess right now. This was not expected. As, uh, as you said, the polling does not show that abortion is, you know, the big determinative issue that's going to elect members of Congress, the legislators, the governors, and the presidents, uh, even though it seems like it's, it's having some of that effect. But, but I think what's happened is abortion maybe, you know, some years ago before the recent Supreme Court decision was about abortion. It was about abortion rights. Uh, but I think what happened in the last year or two, is that abortion has become a metaphor for other things. Uh, it's become a metaphor particularly for a woman's right to control her body, a woman's right to control her health care decisions. And and it's become a metaphor uh, for a lot of voters uh, that, that, that it stands as a right for people to uh, – to control their lives without outside interference. So it's become a bigger, the, the, you know, the, the scope of the issue now is bigger, and the word abortion, abortion rights, uh, is actually a metaphor for other issues as well as it's for that. And has it, um, has it gotten so big
2: that this is now emblematic of a right for self-determination? Is it that
3: big? I, I, I think it's getting there. I think it's getting there. And uh, and I don't um, you know, we really don't know where this is going right now. And and, uh, you know, if if when the Supreme Court we talked about this on your show at the time, if the Supreme Court had simply affirmed the 15 week Mississippi law, you wouldn't have any of this going on right now, whether, you know, you want it or not, it 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 likely would have Pretty much quieted the issue down for a while, but um, but but as it stands now, it sort of opened this this whole uh, uh, you know Pandora's box of, of of a lot of fears and concerns about other things, and and I, and I think the Democrats and the liberal community did a very good job scaring the American people about what's next. What will this Right-wing Supreme Court do to you and your life. Wh- what's next? What's coming next? And and I think the uh, when Justice Thomas talked about in the in the decision about this could affect other things, and specifically mentioned I believe birth control, and uh, it 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 opened it up and made it a wider issue. And um, and and I think that's what we're seeing. And and anytime something like that happens you know, it it sort of changes the political dynamic. You know, I remember back in the early 90s, the word deficit, which related to theoretically the, the federal budget deficit, became a metaphor for the entire economy. And when you said, oh, the deficit's rising, that meant to a lot of people not just the you know, the year-end balance statement for the budget was off, mm-hmm. it meant that the whole economy wasn't doing well. And it was something that President George, first, the first President Bush didn't understand. It's uh, something that Ross Perot played on and, and Bill Clinton played on. And it had a, a, an effect in winning the election for uh, Clinton. So, you know, so, uh, Ron, I think we're seeing something similar here.
2: Let's, re- let's reverse engineer this for a moment. You, uh, you would agree that there have been Democrats out there that have been very pro-choice but not willing to go to the extent that Ohio did and said, right. and, have, and have been very adamant in saying this is not what we desire. We do not want to go to the end of the third trimester. We do not want to go as um, the baby is coming out of the birth canal. That's not where we want to go. But that's where they went. That's where the, the citizens of Ohio went. Now, I'm sure there's going to be legal challenges there, and it's going to be interesting to see where Democrats actually fall out on that issue uh, there. But we're there now, right?
3: So Yeah, it, it, we're, well, they, we're there in Ohio. Now, one thing I, I, I might say about Ohio is the, the ballot language was a mess and And, if you it read was. it it it's kind of hard to figure out what they were trying to do here and uh and oftentimes that happens in these ballot referendum elections and um so there may be some court rulings about what the what's the you know federal court rulings about what the the state constitutional amendment actually said is so you know we'll put that over on the side but um but I do think uh the, the Democrats ultimately, if the Republicans play this right, and we're talking politics here, we're not talking about right. the substance of the issue. I know people; yeah. I have friends on both sides of this issue, and they have very we strong feelings and principles. Right, and that's respected. We're not we're not talking about that here. We're talking about the politics of it. That um, that the the you know the Republicans have to figure out how to, to sort of marshal, you know, all of the facts here and use it against the Democrats. So one of the things I think uh, Nikki Haley has been doing very well is how she's talked about abortion. You know, on the one hand, she's saying, look, you, you're not going to have a federal abortion ban uh, because you're never going to get 60 votes in the Senate to do it, which is right. She's a hundred percent right about that. And, uh, and, 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 but she also says, uh, I remember uh, one of the reporters were asking her at one of the debates, uh, about, well, should it be 15 weeks? Should it be six weeks? Should it be 20 weeks? And she said, you're talking about 15, 26 weeks. She said, well, what about the other side? They, they want to theoretically allow abortions at 34 weeks, you know, 36 weeks. Why don't we talk about that too? And, 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 and I and, and I think that the um the the, the pro life community uh has been sort of reluctant to to use political messaging that would be effective for them because it doesn't necessarily square with a pure reading of their principles. And I and I think that's right. what it gets down to. And uh now I, I have you know I have never really heard uh, a a clear response from most Democratic candidates on what is in effect, you know, full duration, you know, for uh, allowable abortions. I know they say, well, it doesn't really happen. There's hardly any abortions that are performed at the very end, and almost all of them are, are because of medical Problems and the life of the mothers threatened, or the health of the mother and the baby is has been threatened. So, um, so, so I don't know how ultimately they're going to deal with that. But, but I would suspect between now and the next presidential election, the those messaging wars are going to have to to um, to get squared. You know, I, I had a friend uh, from who lives in in Virginia sent me a note yesterday and 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 said, well, you know, I'm glad that the, uh, uh, the abortion issue uh, was not um, was not the paramount— you know, well, I think he was saying, I'm glad these cultural issues were not the paramount issues in the Kentucky governor's race that was won by a Democrat. And in truth, in fact, the Democrat in Kentucky, which is a conservative state— use the issue of his support for abortion rights to get reelected, which is not something you would normally think would happen. And I think that's, that's a really big thing there, because normally it was the, it was the you know, in a, in a conservative state, as Kentucky is, it would be the, the pro-life Republicans who would use the issue to attack Democrats as being pro abortion but in this particular case, he used the issue to attack the Republican candidate for supporting an abortion ban without exceptions. And he was able to put the Republican candidate on the defense to the point that at the end of the campaign, uh, Dan Cameron, who was the, the pro-life candidate in the race, actually altered his position and said, well, I would sign a bill that would have rape and incest as, a, as exceptions. And uh, and when when you can do that to an opponent in a political campaign, as you well know, where they start changing their positions at the very end, uh, then, you know, you've got them on the issue. And and I think that's what happened in this case.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, because obviously. um, If you look at this blueprint, if you're a Democrat. In 2024, you make sure that there's some type of resolution, bill, constitutional amendment, whatever you want to call it, on the ballot about abortion. Because it it seems as though that that creates a huge turnout and, and, and excitement in the Democratic Party, one that the Republicans will never be able to match. And, I, well, and, see, and, and well, listening to what you say right now, it's almost as if there's not a message that they can come up with that's going to combat that.
3: Um, well, it, well, it's, it's it's difficult, but, you know, in 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 these issue advocacy movements, you know, if you believe in your issues, you have to either keep pressing and, and convince people that you're right, or you have to start changing the policies that you're proposing. And so they, they all have to make decisions there. Well, one thing I would say about Louisiana that I think is interesting is Louisiana, by most measures, is one of the most pro-life states in the country. But even Louisiana uh, could very well pass. Uh, I'm not saying they could pass the Ohio Amendment. I actually don't think that would pass the other. But they could pass a state constitutional amendment with voter approval that would, um, that would expand abortion rights in the state. That doesn't mean, you know, going to abortions at any time, you know, uh, up until birth or any of that. But, but the polling we did uh, before the governor's election showed that 50 of the, percent of the state's electors uh, were not happy with the current abortion ban in the state and would favor loosening it up. And, uh, and that means there's a chance it could even pass in a state like Louisiana. Now, it, 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 you know, you wouldn't be able to pass as liberal of a proposal here as you could, even in other conservative states. You know, uh, one of the reasons why they used abortion as a big issue in Kentucky for the Democrats was that there was a, a, a referendum in Kentucky you know, uh, recently, where the, the pro-life community was able to, to, uh, to pass language uh, in support of, of some abortion rights. So they figured, well, you know, we can do it. And, uh, and, and so they were able to take an issue that Republicans generally use against Democrats in conservative areas and, uh, and, and put them on the defensive on their own issues. And uh, it was it's very artfully done, I have to say, politically. And, uh, yeah. and the Republicans are going to have to wake up and figure out how to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, the,
2: the I, I'm a big states' rights person, so I like the fact that the states can decide for themselves where they want to be. It makes it a lot harder, I think, in many cases strategically, especially when you come down to some of these national races, uh, if— those that item ends up on the ballot in all of these states right and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of strategy they can develop around it i don't for one i don't really believe there is one but uh,
3: there there may not be for the time being
2: you know but you know for at least in this span of time now what changes between now and 2024 i suspect not a lot um because you can't be as upside down as Joe Biden is on all of these issues, and 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 you just bulldoze o- over all of those problems with with abortion. It, it, it's I mean, ultimately, kind of...
3: I agree to that. You know, but um, but I uh, but as it stands now, the Republicans have work to do on that. Yeah, they got a lot of work. They you know, they've had they've had trouble a,
2: picking a speaker.
3: <laughs> I well, well a, yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's not just you know giving voters what they want; it's energizing voters to turn out and vote. Vote and yeah, uh, absolutely, you know. So we'll see. Yeah.
2: All righty, Ron. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Always appreciate your time and your insight. Have a great weekend. Thank you. That's Ron Fauché, political analyst and publisher of Lunchtime Politics. Love to hear from you. 504-260-1870 on the Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Stay with us.
5: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back folks. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Art Jewelers talk and tax line. We'll go to that tax line. Wayne is up. Wayne, welcome to the show.
4: Hello. Yeah. Um, look, I was listening to your guest, your, your speaker there, and he says that, the Republicans need to find a different way of addressing this issue of abortion. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's not so much that uh, the Democrats have pulled some kind of magic act or anything, because again, these uh, changes are taking place, or these votes are taking place in red states. So this is red state people, uh, red uh, Republicans, that are voting for voting these uh, this abortion thing down. What the reason is, is because a lot of people, uh, Democrat and Republican, feel that they're losing their right to make their own decisions and that their government is too far into too much of their private information, private business, private life. And as a result, they're seeing that they're going to, that the possibility exists that if they lose this right to make this decision for themselves, that they're going to lose a lot of of the rights under those same people who are supposed to be representing them, but they're not allowing them to have anything to say
2: on it. yeah, interesting wayne. i don't disagree with you. I mean i i I, I for one think the federal government has too much authority. Uh, as I said before, I'm a big states rights individual i don't I don't like all of the the, the authority that the federal government and I don't like all the buckets that they're in. Uh, I don't like a number of those things. But when we get to the well, issue,
4: even, go ahead. I was going to say, even when you, you say you uh, uh, appreciate the state having uh, control over a lot of things, this is where the problem started. The, the opportunity for states to have control over a lot of things was given to the state. And then the state seemed to do things in sneaky ways. They passed bills in the middle of the night. They passed bills when when no one's looking or, or they, they say one thing on uh, in, the, in the media, and then when the bill is passed and you read into it, there's uh, little nuggets in there that make you say, well, whoa, where'd that come from? And this is what's causing Democrats and Republicans not to trust their state officials, not to trust their their federal officials. And why? Because they're doing things in such a sneaky way. If the state has authority to do this uh, abortion thing? Okay, great. Pose it, bring that before the people of the state, and let them say what the state should do. Why? Because they represent those people of that state.
2: Yeah, I don't know that there's a perfect way to deal with it, but there, you know, what you described as to what goes on in state legislatures is the same thing that goes on in Congress. I've very much been an advocate for a one-bill-up-or-down, one-issue, one one-bill-up-or-down vote. I don't like these things that are embedded in all kinds of other superfluous stuff that has nothing to do uh, with it. And, and you're right. It, it's a big misdirection. There is a trust issue here. I, I, it's just interesting to me that this abortion issue is an, is, overreaches every other issue. Uh, the economy, immigration, uh, crime, uh, it, it, and it's amazing to me that, that, that it has that much political oomph, that it means that much to people when almost half the population would never be impacted by it an abortion one way or the other, Um, you know, and because just of, you know, whether or not you're above age rearing, um, childbearing, child age rearing age, you know, to have a child, uh, you know, more than half the population is above that age wouldn't wouldn't impact them at all. Um, But it it seems to have taken on some bigger social agenda uh, that I'm, I just have a, a difficult time putting my finger on it. Thank you, Wayne. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Kathy. Kathy, you're up. Welcome to the show.
5: Hey. So you hey. remember, do you, rem- do you remember way back in the day before they, they got the abortion right law? Do you remember when they found all these women dead in alleyways and babies in trash cans that were dead? Do people really want to go back to this? I mean, come on
4: now. Never, I mean, that never left us.
5: Take,
2: but yes, that never left us. Is, that 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 still occurs is, today across this country. That never left us. It's In fact, be,
5: but it's going be. It will be a lot worse if you just start taking people right. These women, uh, women's rights away. You well, there's no, there's no real study. There's no real study. My right. And, I, and I hear that all the time, the but there's not a real
2: study, should, Kathy. Kathy, there's not a real study that state, shows that. I mean, you know, state, just
5: this is how I feel the state and the government should not be voting on whether or not you can have a baby or not have a baby. There's women walking around with dead fetuses in their body and they can't even get an abortion. You got to wait until you're um, to your septic almost dead before they perform an abortion because the doctors are so petrified. And I worry because I have young daughters. You know, either one of them could have a pregnancy where they need to abort the baby and they won't be able to abort because of these stupid laws. I could lose the baby and my child. I mean, nobody should have rights should be telling me whether or not I got a right to not have a baby. I have a baby. That's That's ridiculous.
2: Well, there's a there's a bunch of, uh, of issues that come up as to as to whether or not you can do certain things uh, to your body, if you know if and when you decide you want to under the law. There are a lot of things that that are prohibited. Prostitution in this state is prohibited. Um, you know that's something to do with your body. I mean, it it, it I mean, becomes they wanna, they a, do a, something. a, culture, a cultural a cultural or social. Abortion.
5: Why don't they? Why don't they solve the problem with these these guns and all these mass killings? Stop worried about what we do in our body and go out there and handle your business with all these people walking around with assault assault weapons and just killing innocent. So children. you you why would be
2: you, Kathy. That? You would be then. You would be. You think the state has no role then? For example, in assisted no, suicide, they have no if you're role. if you're uh, if you're handling. Uh, A mother, father that's deathly ill. You think it's your right to take their life? Then you you don't believe the state would have a role in that?
5: No, no, I don't think they had no role in that either. It's it's up to the family. It's up to the family. My daddy was ill. He he said, "We said, Dad, you're gonna get the surgery." Dad said, "No, I don't want the surgery. I'm ready to I'm ready to go meet my maker." And that was that was it. He wanted to die. Let him. Well,
2: that that's different. But that's different. What I'm asking is whether or not you believe you have the right to assist a family member in them dying.
5: I don't know. I never thought about that. Probably, probably not.
2: But that's pretty synonymous to an abortion, is it not? I mean, do do you believe that there's value of a fetus at some point in time as it relates to life?
5: I mean, if the person is say seven months pregnant, no, you can't have an abortion. But if you're if you're in your first, so you so you're not so and, you're and your, your life is in danger. You should, your child is raped. You should have the right to have an abortion.
2: Yeah. So you you and I are kind of on the same page here. <laughs> I mean, I I believe yeah. that there should be that there should be exceptions. I I I, I fundamentally have. I believe the state has an issue if there, you know, once um, you reach a certain time period, that there shouldn't be an abortion anymore. Because if we're going to have, you know, murder statutes on, in our criminal code, how do we distinguish and, and at what point of time? And is it possible for science to decide? I happen to be one to believe that science can. There are those that say they can't. Um, so, you know, it was just kind of interesting, but Kathy, thank you so much for the call. Have a great week. We will be right back folks. Stay with us.
1: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: We're back. Let's go to Raymond. You're up, Raymond. Welcome to the show.
6: Hey, Noah. How you doing, brother? Doing great. That's good. Noah. I'm going to make two little comments. All right. Uh, During the Vietnam War, when they pulled all them soldiers out back then, they left a lot of cheering behind. I remember that, Mm -hmm. the Vietnam War, all right, because they were unresponsible over there just having sex with all the Vietnamese ladies that the government had them doing. They didn't have no responsibility. And they left all them babies behind. All right, this is what I learned coming up myself. Since I was a little child, my mother and daddy taught me, Ray, don't go out there and lay out with any ladies because you can best around and get them pregnant. That, and then it didn't happen. That's your responsibility. You got to take care of the baby. And they taught me and they taught the girls the same thing. And then when I got married at 21, well, that's when I started the family. But I learned, Noah, if you will teach your children responsibility coming up as parents, most of them will listen to you because they'll see some responsibility if you go out and get. A lady pregnant or a guy go out and get the girl pregnant, a young man. And it's something you, you installed on them as children coming up and saying, I'm talking with them about it. And they most of the time will listen to you. Maybe not all the time, though, no, But I thank God uh, it, it, it taught me a lesson. And that's why I was in high school. I didn't want to go get a girl pregnant. Although I had a girlfriend, but I left that sex stuff out because I didn't want to get her pregnant because I was still trying to move on my life. And I thank God for that. But it's all about teaching. They might not all might not do it, but you've got to teach your children. And abortion is wrong. I don't care what nobody say. Why? It's a long effect on you. Once you have abortion, you'll never forget that in your life. You'll feel sorry about what you did. It's a long scratch in life. But I know sometimes people might want to do it, but it's their choice. But it's all still new with teaching. That's all I got to say, brother. Teaching on your children, why stay small coming up in and, and, and they'll. Hopefully to make the right choice, what you tell them about it is not right to go out there and do that. And that's all I got to say, brother. you have a blessed day. Thank you, Raymond.
2: Appreciate it. Got to get to a break. Appreciate it. Uh, we will be right back. Ian is in for Scoot. Stay with us. Welcome back, folks. Ian Hoke is in for Scoot today. Ian, what do we have coming up?
7: Well, good afternoon there, Sheriff. Uh, it hasn't always worked out in the past. But I think it's going to work today. I think we're going to hear from our friend Matthew in Ukraine. He's called us a couple times from the front line, had some communications issues with him. He keeps losing his phone while he's dodging mortar shells. But fortunately, he still has email. So um, we're going to hear from him at 120 today, God willing. And then we're going to talk at 220 to Public Service Commissioner Devante Lewis. This really popular French Quarter restaurant, St. John, had their power shut off after Entergy dinged them for non-payment on meter's that St. John says don't even feed their restaurant and may not even exist. They say that they're ghost meters. They cannot be located on the premises, but still, Energy looked at those meters and said, you owe us $40,000. So I guess they got that worked out now, but we're going to talk to Devonte Lewis about that and spiking energy bills, they are rising at a historic pace as our energy corporation's profits. So who's looking out for the little guy? And then finally at 320, Louisiana is building land, but Nutria continue to chew it right up. They've eaten so much of our precious coastal marsh that they're now turning their attention to the swamps where tree cover can make the damage that they cause harder to spot, even though it makes them harder to, uh, I'm sorry, easier to eradicate. We'll talk to Jennifer Manuel from the Department of Wildlife and Fishers about that. And otherwise, we're going to have a good time and uh, kick ass.
2: All righty. Sounds like a great time coming your way, folks. Stay tuned. Ian's up next. Have a great Thursday evening.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.